0: Hey, everybody, we are so glad that you have joined us at the beginning of the year, new series called Roll With It, and that's exactly what we hope to help you do in this new year with what God is doing in your life. We'll talk about more of that in a minute, but I want to begin with something about me real quick. I think it'll help you understand me a little bit better and maybe even where we're going um, if you're new, this will be new information. If you're not new, maybe you've missed it. I don't know how you could have. But I I tend to be uh, what some people would call a, a, a an organized person. I try to be organized. I love organization. I, I do. And I try not to get crazy with it. Um, I'm a planner. I, I just am. Some people would call it control. I like the word plan. Um <laughs> Yeah, and maybe you're like me, maybe you're like that, and maybe you're like, no, and that explains a lot, and you're weird, and we'll pray for you, and I welcome that. Yeah, I, I do, I, I do. I plan my day, I plan my week, I, I plan a month. I, I plan, I just, I plan. I like to have a plan. I actually have a planner. Many of you may have a planner. It's a little black planner, and, and it zips up, but here's what's a little bit different with this planner. It's the same planner I've been using for a little over 24 years yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And I've gotten good use out of it. And I just keep buying new refills every year. Like for the last 24, 25 years, just new refills. I'm one of those guys. And so, yes, I have a problem. And if you want to pay for therapy, I'll go. So I am a planner. I like it. And you're like, oh, bless your heart. You can't be spontaneous. I could be spontaneous. Give me about 15 minutes. And between the hours of one and three, we will plan some spontaneous time. And you can do whatever you want between one and three. Here's what I know about you, and it may uh, it may be that you could not be more opposite than me. But this is true about you. This is true for all of us, whether you're a Type A person or not, a planner or not, organized person or not. Here's what's true about all of us: you have plans, don't you? Maybe you've never put it in those words, but you do. You do have plans. You have plans for your day, for your week for your month, for your year, 2024. That's why you've made resolutions. We have plans. We have plans in that there are certain things we want to do, certain things we want to accomplish in our life, with our decisions, in our relationships, with our money, with our jobs, with our education, with our health, right? Those are called plans. You have plans. In other words, you are doing something. You are up to something. But here's something else you need to know. And maybe you've never really thought about it. Or, or maybe you're just thinking about it because you're in church. And we're so glad you are. But here's something else that's true. God has plans. You have plans. God has plans. You see, you're doing something. You are up to something because you have plans. But maybe you didn't know. And maybe you don't even care. But the truth is, God also is doing something. God also is up to something. God has plans. Here's what you may not know. I think it's very important for you to know that according to God's plans, you need to know this God's plans is not just about getting you to heaven when you die. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Have a good day right? It's not. If God's plans were primarily about getting you to heaven, he would have killed you by now. He could get you there, right? If God's plans was just about getting you to heaven, I think he can accomplish that real quick, but you're still here. I'm still here. We're still here. So whatever God is doing, whatever God is up to, whatever God's plans are about, it must involve something here and now. It must involve something on earth. It must involve something in this life, in your life, in 2024, this month, this week, this day, starting now. God is doing something. He has plans. Question, though. You have plans and God has plans. Would you say these are the same? Similar? Or different? What what you want to do and and what you assume God would want to do. Are these aligned? Maybe you've never thought about it before, but now we're going to spend a little time thinking about this. Are these aligned? Moving in the same direction? Or are these misaligned and kind of are at odds? Pull against one another. Maybe you've only thought about this in terms of, well, I'm just trying to figure out how to fit God into my plans. That's that's a nice thought, but good luck with that. See, God's kind of big. How we try to fit, I'm trying to, I'll am trying i try to carve out some time. I'll just carve out some time. And I know a lot of us do that because it's the new year. And look, you're all here. And there's nothing wrong with it. Don't feel bad. We're glad you're here. We hope you come back. Right? But we don't fit God in. Right? So, so how do we, if we don't fit God in, how do we, How do we sync up? How do we sync up what our plans are and what God's plans are? How do we find a way to get these into alignment and so that they're in rhythm with one another? In other words, how do we learn to roll with what God is doing and what God is trying to do, what God wants to do in us, and in the world around us? Because we're here for a reason, right? You would assume Yep. Here's something I think it's important for you to know. Here's something I think that is vital for you to understand when it comes to considering your plans and God's plans, your agenda and God's agenda, your purposes and God's purposes. Here's something that I think if you could clue into and begin to um, live with and live according to, it would help you and it would help me, it would help all of us. And to know this right here, this is it. I am meant to live in sync with God. But it's not just me, it's you too. You were meant to live in sync with God. Whatever that means, we'll explore that. Whatever that looks like, we'll talk about that. We were meant, and whether, and you don't have to believe this right now for yourself, but right now, you just need to know I believe it for you, and I believe it for all of us. And I, I think this would help so many things if we understood. I got plans, God has plans, but those were meant to sync up. I was meant to live this life, this one and only life in sync with the God who put me here. And we understand syncing things up because we have technology and we have electronics. And we know when we sync our phones up and when we sync electronics up and, or a computer and whatever, and we download updates and we you know get bug fixes and all that, we get that for electronics. But it's very important for us to understand this in life too. Your life will function best when you are living in sync with the God who created you. Your life will function best. You will be living your best life. A lot of people talk about, I'm trying to live my best life. I'm just living my best life and I just want to live my best life. Okay, that's great. Your best life involves you syncing up with what God is wanting to do, trying to do in you, with you, through you, for you in this world. Your best version of you will be lived and experienced when this is taken into account. Now, syncing your life up with God's plans does not mean this is an easy life. In fact, it may be very challenging. And it doesn't mean it's a problem-free life. In fact, there may be specific problems you experience because you are syncing your life up with what God is trying to do. That's possible too. But it is your way of experiencing purpose and meaning that you were created to experience. And I assume you care about that. That's why you're here. I assume you care about that because that's why you're joining us from wherever you're watching. I want to give you a visual that really helps me a visual that I think helps bring this to life and helps me understand it better and see it in a way that I don't forget it. And I, and I hope you won't forget it either. I want to talk to you about this glove. This is one of my favorite Gloves. I don't have a lot of gloves, but I love this glove. And it has a partner I did not bring because I don't want to lose both of them. So at least if I lose this one, I can always just half work, you know. So, um, the glove. A glove was never meant to function without a relationship or a connection to a hand. In fact, A glove is lifeless, purposeless, meaningless. What's this for? If a hand is not working inside of it, as you will see. The designers of a glove made a glove in the shape of a hand. I never saw that. Learn something new every day. Right? I guess you could say that the glove was made in the image of a hand. To have a relationship and a connection to a hand. And when the hand gets inside the glove, the glove achieves its intended purpose of the design for which it was created. My friends, you and I were never meant to function without God at work inside of us. Without God at work with inside of us. I'm just, I'm just telling you. We do not fulfill the purposes for which we were created. As, as you can see with a glove, so is true with our lives. God tells us that we were created in his image. We are not equal to God, but we are like God in that we have intellect, emotion, and will. We can create things. We can do things. It's an amazing, beautiful, powerful thing to understand. We were created in the image of God so that we would have relationship with and a connection to the God who created us. And then... When God and we allow God and we welcome God and we participate with God and God goes to work inside of us, then our lives begin to fulfill the purposes for which they were created. You could say that God's work inside of you is the purpose of your life is the purpose of my life. And I know the purpose of our lives will take little detours here and there and they'll be a little different because if you do this and I do this and you have these skills and I have these skills and you live here and I live there and you have you know, different education and different backgrounds and all that. Yeah, yeah, the details may be different. But the big idea, the big picture is the purpose of your life is that God would work inside of you, with you, through you, for you. That God would fill you with his presence would fill you with this power. And that's what he exists. That's why he created you. You exist to experience that. Whether you realize it or not, this is true for every single one of you. And you will be at your best, living your best life when you allow God to do what he is wanting to do inside of you. So the next time, next few weeks, when your hands get cold in these brutal winters of the Southeast, (laughs) okay, or, you know, whenever. And, and you put on a pair of gloves again. May you stop and be like, oh. And may you have a Jesus moment. It's a great visual. I think it helps me a lot. We'll come back to it. In the first century, there was a guy by the name of Paul that we talk about a lot because Paul um, wrote the majority of the New Testament God used Paul to to do that. And Paul had an interesting story because he was, um, he thought he was living for God, but he was actually against what God was trying to do because what God was trying to do, he was doing through Jesus. And Paul hated Jesus. Paul was anti Jesus. Paul made a living, a good living, very, very good living, um, persecuting and killing Christians. I mean, you're talking about barbaric. I mean, it was just, that's just the way it was. Until the day, and this is a big long story, I'll summarize for you, until the day he met Jesus. And Jesus absolutely transformed his life from the inside out. Then the guy that was anti-Jesus became the starting quarterback, uh, first round draft pick. He wasn't too short. He wasn't too, Panther fans, you look at that. Um, he was the guy, right? And 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 it, those of you that are not sports fans, you're like, what? Okay, just let that go. He was the guy that, that God used more than anybody else other than Jesus to do what to do what God was trying to do to kickstart kick the way of Jesus in the first century. And we still benefit from it today. So Paul, that was his role, and that's what he was doing, and that's why God put him on the planet. And he was trying to have this conversation with some of his friends in the city of Philippi. And so he wrote him a letter. He wrote him a letter, interestingly enough, from prison, from like jail, and he was put in jail because he was telling people you know, of Jesus' love and, and really frustrated a lot of people. And back then, they didn't like what you're doing. They just throw you in jail to shut you up. So that's what they did. Except he was writing letters. He got a way to get letters out to the churches in the first century. And so in his letter to the church at Philippi, He wrote this. And and what I want you to see in the next few minutes is the connection between Paul said what God is trying to do and what we are needing to do. What God is trying to do and how God is at work and how we need to be at work and how those two come together and work together. And he said, I'm certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work. God's working within you. God has plans. God's up to something. He's at work in your life in the world. And he says, I'm convinced. I I know that he began that good work within you and he will continue it until it's finally finished on the day that Christ Jesus returns. Now, side note, there is a day in the future. We don't know exactly when. When Jesus will return to earth. Cool. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. And um, we don't know exactly when this is going to happen. We'll talk about that actually in the next series. Um, Little spoiler alerts coming up in the series after this. There'll there'll be a day when we'll talk about what that means and what that looks like and and all that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll fill you in between now and then. But until that happens, God is doing a work on earth through people in people's lives. And it's not over yet. Have you ever looked in the mirror or looked in the life or looked at yourself and felt half-baked, half-done? Like, I'm just, I'm, something's not adding up here. I don't understand what God's doing. I don't understand what's going on. It doesn't make sense. Well, he ain't finished. You're still in the oven, buddy. I mean, God's still at work. He's still at work. And, and Paul, said, Paul said it like this, that God who, did a, who began a work in you, he's going to continue to do a work within you until the day when Jesus returns and everything's done. And so that ain't happened yet. So God's not done yet. Make sense? You should feel the way you feel. And you're like, oh, okay, I wonder what God's doing. God's at work, God's at work. It's important. He goes on. Now in this next session, he talks about what we're supposed to be doing, how we're supposed to be focused in on what God has us doing. Okay, you have plans, God has plans. God's at work in the world, in your life. And so here's what you and I should be focused on. He says, I pray that your love, here's something for you and me to do. Your love will overflow more and more. We're to love each other. We're to love each other as Jesus loved us. We talk about that all the time. And that you will keep on growing. There's something for you to do. There's something for you to focus on. God is at work and you have a work. God is at work and we have a work. And we want those to sync up. Keep on growing in the knowledge understanding. He goes on. For I want you to understand this, what really matters, what really matters? Okay. That you may live pure and blameless lives until the day Christ returns. Until that day when everything's done, your goal is to live a pure and blameless life. That is not a perfect life. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be flawless. Good luck with that. But pure and blameless means to live a life in such a way that it is honoring to the God who is at work with inside of you that you are working with, that you are partnering with, that you are cooperating with what God is trying to do inside of you. That's what he's getting at. And he goes on to explain it like this. May you always be filled with the fruit, the results, the product of your salvation. A big word that basically says what God is trying to do through Jesus in you. And the fruit of that is a righteous character produced by Jesus Christ, which will bring much glory and praise to God. In other words, you and I, we have a focus. And our plan and our focus and our purpose of life should be to live our lives in such a way that is bringing honor and glory and fulfilling the purpose of the one who created us to begin with. Without that, our lives will just be this. It is when we allow him to do what he's trying to do, when you allow God to work within you the way he's wanting to work within you, that you were created for. We discovered this through Jesus. Then he said, he kind of summarized it. Work hard, work hard to show the results of your salvation. And then that's obeying God with deep reverence and fear. This is interesting stuff. There's a lot here. Let me summarize real quick. It's hard work. Allowing God to do what God wants you to do in your life, obeying God is—I mean, that—that's hard work. That's following Jesus, giving into the way of Jesus in your life in every area of your life. And He says, do that with reverence and fear. Not—and that's not afraid. <gasps> God, you know, oh, I'm afraid. You know, shaking in your shoes, kind of thing. It's—it's it's one of respect and honor. And understanding. There's a bigger picture. I and this word I was getting at a few minutes ago. I don't fit God into my life. I yield my life to God. You, 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 you know, some of you are feeling really good about yourself, and I'm so glad you've you've carved out time. I'm trying to, we say this, I'm trying to carve out time. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some time in my life, you know, for for the things that I know are so important, you know, time with God, and, you know, you know, church and, and all this kind of stuff. As if we've done God a favor. As if God's in heaven going, thanks so much. Appreciate that. I feel great. Awesome. You know? No. That's is so much bigger. This is how big it is. God is working in you. God is working in you. See? God's doing something. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. I love this. One of my favorite passages, one of my favorite verses in all the New Testament. That God is working in you. Doing what? Giving you the desire and the power. The want to and the can do. The want to and the can do. That's what God is trying to do. He's trying to help you want to. Work with him. And then the power. Giving you the ability. For those of you to say, I wish I could but I can't. Oh yes, you can. You can. You can. I hope that today begins a new journey for you. I hope for those of you that have been journeying with Jesus for many years, I hope today begins a new level of clarity in your life. As we all decide to work with God. As he works in us, on us, with us, and through us. In you, on you, with you, and through you. Work with God. It's just so interesting. I, I assume you, you care about spiritual growth. I assume you care about God. At least you're interested. You either care or you're at least intrigued. Or you wouldn't be here. And you are. You wouldn't be tuning in. You are. So I, I, at least an interest, probably you care. But you need to know this, your faith journey, your spiritual growth and development, and this is important for you to know if you're new or if you've been following Jesus for many years. All of that does not happen automatically. You do not spiritually grow just automatically. It just doesn't happen on its own. You have to decide to cooperate. Cooperate with what God is trying to do, to willingly partner with what God is trying to do, to be a willing participant in what God is wanting to do in your life, with what God is up to. I, I gotta think, sometimes I must frustrate God, and that we must frustrate God, and that he looks down at me, he looks down at you, and he's like, okay, come on, work with me. Just work with me, people. Just stop, stop, you're, you're coming. just let me do what I'm trying to do. Let me do what I'm trying to do in a way that you were created for me to do so that you can experience how I created you to begin with. Yeah, thank God. It's just work, work with me. Work with me. And as we will see in this series, an indicator that we are moving in the right direction is how more like Jesus we're becoming because Jesus is what God came to the world to do. Yeah. Jesus is what God has to say about himself. And the more and more we become like Jesus, that's an indicator that we're allowing God to do what he's wanting to do in you. A lot of times we look at our lives and we decide whether or not we're on the right track based upon how things are going. And if things are going really well, we'll say, oh, man, things are good. Things are good. Man, God's really working in my life. I and mean, the job's good. House's good. Kids are good. Dog's are good. Cat's never good because that's a cat. But everything else is good, right? And, and so all things are good. And as soon as something's not good, our health, our job, or whatever, then we're like, oh, oh, oh what's going wrong? What's going wrong? What's going wrong? Because if things were going well and I was making progress, then everything would be good. No, not necessarily. Here's how you know you're making progress and allowing God to work with you. It's not whether or not things are going well in your life as you want them. That's the wrong indicator. Here's the right indicator. Am I becoming more like Jesus? That's how you know. Because sometimes becoming more like Jesus means you're actually going to experience some very hard and painful things in your life. But what matters most at the end of the day and the purposes for which we were created we experienced when we allow God to work with us. So, so think, think about your life. Think about your life right now, and I mean your whole life. I mean everything from your job and money and finances and your relationship and your marriage. If you're married, if you're not, you're dating or whatever, you're single, single again. I want you to think about uh, some big decisions you got coming up. Think about your education, your life, everything, everything. Would you to think about your life and ask yourself, Am I working against what God is trying to do in these things? Or am I working with Him? Time time for reflection. Am I am I closed off to what God is trying to do in, in my life, in my career, in my marriage, in my with my health, in my finances? Am I am I closed off or am I open? Am I open? Am I living my life in such a way to where I'm really, and I would really never say this, but like my life is saying no to God, like, uh -uh. nope, not interested. Now, if you want to bless me and do all this other stuff, bring it on. But if you're asking me to make changes or adjustments or do whatever, no, sorry. Or are you living your life in such a way that is a yes to what God is trying to do? Because with every day, every decision, every interaction, every challenge and problem and pain, and and every moment we're either against or with, we're either closed or open. We're either a no or a yes. And you owe it to yourself to answer those questions. Hey, here, here, let me have you look at it a different way. We get this question a lot. I get this question all the time, um, especially in context of church. You know, uh, um, what is sin? People in church love to talk about sin. Sin. Is that a sin? Is that in the Bible? Is that a sin? This is sin? It's like, uh, it's just, what a, I mean, it's an interesting question. I understand why people ask it. Come on. It's not just about sin, but since you want to talk about sin, here's a way to understand sin. We live in areas of sin in our life when we are working against what God is trying to do, whether we realize it or not, when we are closed to what God is trying to do, and when we are just a big old no to what God is trying to do. And I know a lot of times we spend so much time and effort, well, I'm just trying to figure out what God wants. Okay, I understand. Sometimes it's unclear. Sometimes it's uncertainty. And, and, and we'll talk about that and we'll, we'll get to all of that. But you know enough. I bet you already have a hunch. I bet you already have an inkling. And are you going against it or with it? Are you closed or open? Are you a no or are you a yes? Our prayer, my prayer, our prayer every day should be, God, help me to go with you. Help me to work with you. Help me to be open. Even if I don't understand what's going on, help me to be open, help me to be a yes. You need to know that everything we do as a church, everything we do as a church is to come alongside of you and help you live your life in such a way and create environments that help you be able to decide to work with what God is wanting to do, to be open to what God is trying to do, to say yes to what God is trying to do, to see your life and say, God, I'm with I'm open. I'm a yes. That's why every, all these next steps we talk about you know, on a regular basis, going public with your faith and baptism, serving and volunteering and meeting needs in other people's lives, getting in a group and journeying with other people that are on the same journey, trying to figure out the same stuff you're trying to figure out. Living a generous life and giving and and inviting others to join you and having a come and see mentality. We've already talked about that today. All of that, the reason all of that matters is it helps us take our next steps in working with, working with what God is trying to do. I wonder if God looks at your life right now and my life right now and says, just work with me. Stop working against me. Work with me. Yes, I know it's painful. Yes, I know there's some things that are uncertain. Yes, it is going to require faith and trust. But be open. Don't be so closed off. Be open. Say yes to me. Stop living a no. Be a yes. So I want to give you something to do. Would you take out your phones? And I want you to take a picture of this. Because sometime this week, sometime this week, I want you to open up this. When you're going through your pictures, you know what pictures that I've taken? You know, the the dumb stuff we take pictures of and all this kind of stuff. The stuff you've eaten, you know, you take pictures of that. And you're, What did I eat this week? Who took that? You know, kind of thing. You'll see this. And it'll be a reminder of you at some point, a reminder to you at some point this week, I want you to sit with this picture that you're taking now. And I want you, even if you're not considering yourself a person of prayer, even if you're not quite sure how to say it, even if you're not, even if you don't, Know exactly what's going on in your life. I, I challenge you to spend some time looking at this picture and to the best of your ability, just saying to God, "God, I'll work with you. Help me work with you." God, I'm open. God? I, I, I say yes. Maybe you have something specific going on in your marriage and your family and your relationships. Maybe you got a job, career decision coming up and you're trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. Maybe it's a money thing and you barely made it through the holidays and you're trying to figure out, okay, what, God, what, what, what do I do? Or it's a life direction or it's a decision about your education. Right? I bet you know. Sit with this. God, I'll work with you. God, I'm open, and I say, yes. Your best version of the life that God created for you to have will be experienced when you live like that. And it all won't be easy. In fact, some of it will be very hard, but it will be the life of purpose and the life of meaning you really want. And even if you're not a follower of Jesus, maybe you're new, maybe you consider yourself an agnostic or you consider yourself an atheist or whatever, I welcome you to say this. And it could sound like, God, if you're there, I'll work with this idea. I'm open to considering. I'll say yes, so help me. All of us, whether you're new or you've been following Jesus for many years, this right here makes all the difference, I believe, in what God is going to do, wanting to do, and will do inside of you, not just in your life, but in 2024. Let's pray, but as we pray, I want to ask you to do something with your hands, okay? i want to ask you to open up your hands and put them in your lap. If you want to hold them out like this, that's fine, but there's probably a little bit of limited room. So you can put them in your hand, put them in your lap, open your hands and everybody's going to play along. Everybody's going to do it. So you want, you're all the cool kids are doing it. So you, you won't be alone. So all, open your hands like this, because this is a physical posture that says I'm with you. I'm open. I say yes. Right? That's a whole lot better than this, right? A closed hand, we live, closed off, live, closed to God, you know, into life. So as I pray for us, as I pray for you, open your hands, Father, as we open our hands, may our open hands represent open hearts, open lives, open minds to consider what it is you're wanting to do within us. And even though the details may be different for all of us, the big picture is the same. We were created for you to work within, within all of us to, to bring us closer and closer and closer to, to Jesus. And for my friends here that are doubting that's even true, may they at least be open to working with and saying yes and then show them. Lead them. Make it clear to them. And for my friends who are, who are coming back after being away for a very long time, may they know it really is that simple, just to come back to you and say, I'll work with you, I'll be open, and I'll say yes. And for those of us who have been following you for many, many years, may we never lose sight of the simple response of being with you and open to you and living a yes to you every single day of our lives. Help me, help us to live this way. And in doing so, we acknowledge what you're wanting to do in and with and through us, and we roll with it. In Jesus' name, amen.